Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community Season 1, Episode 4, Social Psychology. If there was a principle named after you, like a, like a uh-huh. scientific principle. The, the Mooney Principle. The Mooney Principle, yes. What would it be? It would be... Well, I think it's kind of cheating to say. <laughs> I love the start of this this uh, this offering. I Let's think go. it's kind of cheating to make the principle about yourself because my original thought was that if there is leftover pasta in the fridge, I will eat some of it straight out of the Tupperware. Sure. At like 11 p.m. that night. Mm, I believe you've told Simone de Rochefort I this. did, and she retweeted it, and it was great and everything. So <laughs> I do like the idea. my idea- 15 minutes. I do really like the idea of like, I don't think I should be making up the principle myself. And then like, but that's exactly what Duncan has done. But his his concept is about other people. Oh, I see. He has, he has proposed a concept about how other... About how humanity I'm, reacts the, to a stimulus. The Mooney principle is really just directly directly about, about me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of cheating in coming up with with your own principle of human psychology. I see. But I stand by it because I think you should. Otherwise, I have to come up with smart things to say about psychology. Yeah, I I don't know what how, what what smart things we could say about psychology because we've tried on every other subject and we've not fa- we've not passed yet. I did take an abnormal psychology class in college. Okay. And the very first thing the professor said was, you are going to want to try to diagnose yourself and your friends. Do not do either of these things. And then everyone in the class immediately started to diagnose themselves and their friends every time we'd get to a new chapter. I mean, yeah, fair. I, it's human nature to want to do that, I believe, which, uh, which of course, is the mic principle. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the professor was good at trying to get in front of the mic principle. Yeah, I mean, it's you're just you're gonna do it because it's gonna be like here's all these yeah. symptoms, and you're like, oh man, oh man, bad at sleep. That's me. Man, I antisocial personality disorder. Oh, that's me. I know a guy who laughs at other people's misfortunes. He must be. A, he must have antisocial personality disorder. You know, ignore the like five other diagnostic criteria according to the DSM four, but sure. you know. You, you you see one and it's it's similar to when you go to WebMD and you're like, yes, I do have stomach issues. I have cancer. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Just like that. Mm-hmm. When um, you see one one symptom and you're like, clearly it has to be X, XYZ. I'm going to go with the worst possible situation here. So, you know, nose is running. Oh, cool. Look at that. This article just says you're dying straight up. It doesn't even say why. It's it's like you don't want to know what you've got. This thing is so bad. We're protecting you from knowing what you have because it's just so bad. I don't you don't want to think about how you're going to die. You're just going to. Symptoms include runny nose. Well, I don't need to read the rest. I've definitely got that runny nose. So I've got that runny nose, therefore this has to be correct. Exactly. It's just like that. Um So no, I'd probably to make to make a long story short, too late. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you you said, yeah, that, no, I've already, yep. Uh, the the Mooney principle is the pasta one because I love pasta mm-hmm. a lot. It's already come up once on this pot. We're four episodes in and it's already come up at least one time. I've actually started editing the podcast <laughs> and I've already mentioned the pasta poster I have hanging in yes, my kitchen. Of course. So I'm I'm really just creating this um we're just living in your pasta verse ben right i'm i'm really just creating this mythology of me and my love of pasta i don't know if it's mythology or reality i mean first reality and then you tell that story enough time and it transcends into mythology my dude ben loved pasta so much he ate 125 feet of it at once 
future generations will look up at the stars and they'll see the constellations and they'll they'll say, Grandpa, what is what is that one? And old Grandpa, well, he'll say, well, that's Ben the pasta eater. <laughs> ben, ate, ben the pasta man. He ate so much pasta that people were like, damn, it's <laughs> a lot of pasta. <laughs> That's a lot of pasta. We clearly have to write whole mythology around you. Because how 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 could one man eat so much pasta? The man, the legend, the pasta. So. <laughs> the pasta. Excellent. Only tangential, and then we'll get into the real episode. What would what would the Mike myth be when? When the oh, kid God. looks up and points up at the Mike constellation and asks old grandpa what that constellation is. You've put me on the spot and I, I, I appreciate that. What would the the myth of Mike be? Kind of already is because I am not great at following through on, hey, you want to go, ha- go out and have some drinks or something? I'm kind of already a myth when it comes to those situations. Th- there was Mike, <laughs> the guy I always invited to go to get drinks and never came. Okay, so... Because I like sitting in my house and being alone, because I'm an introvert. Okay, so your constellation myth would be that you're an introvert. Pretty much, Mike the introvert. Mike the introvert, we could never get to stay after work to have a beer or two, because he has to get all the way across the dang metro. Okay, okay. Yep, that's me. So, let's talk about season one, episode (laughs) four. Let's do anything but what we just did. Social psychology. It starts in Spanish class. As we often are. Uh, Senior Chang is thanking everyone for filling out their anonymous evaluation cards, which seems very early in the class schedule, but okay. You know, constant improvement is important. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to wait until the end and find out that you are really bad at your job. You kind of want that. You want to know throughout. It's fair. I, I think that you should probably know that you're not great if you're doing quick evaluations though that he does is... mention that a lot of them are constructive well i mean yes the I, I as someone who has taken many years of spanish i've got some constructive criticism for him um and that is probably that he should not be teaching spanish mm-hmm. he does say that one evaluation was harsh hurtful and racist he calls it um, and he analyzed it cross-referencing handwriting from previous exams. It seems like a, a breach of trust. It seems a little obsessive, to be honest. Yes, <laughs> there could be different lenses we can look at that act. He does, through the little circle-dotted eyes, he does implicate Annie mm-hmm. as the author of this specific, hateful, racist comment Mm -hmm. which knowing that knowing annie like i kind of want to know what that card says well we do get a glimpse of it when chang is literally touching noses with her and asks her who's erratic and unstable now princess gringa yeah that's a very awkward scene because like there's a lot of scenes in television where like the noses are so close that like if one of them blinked too hard, those mm-hmm. noses would be touching. Like yeah. there is like three atoms width between two noses. Mm-hmm. But he is just like Yeah, they're up, they, mashed up in there. Yeah, like I think his nose is going to the side because it's just pressed in there so hard. And that's a good uh, uh, uh send up of those situations on other television shows. He also kisses her on the forehead, which is weird it's and odd, bad. but I kind of it took it as like the kiss of death, you know? Oh, sure, but it's still... A, <laughs> it is still yes, a... we agree on this. However, still awkward. <laughs> teacher kissing sure. student on the forehead. It's fair. In the middle of class. In so, front of God and everyone. <laughs> anyways, they all leave class. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Uh, Shirley tries to talk to Jeff, but he's like, oh, I left something in the classroom, and kind of fakes it. And he runs into Britta, who... She's like, you forget something? He's like, no, I just cannot stand talking to Shirley. Yeah, they have a uh they they both have a class across campus and they don't want to he doesn't want to walk and talk with her. She's like, "Well, aren't you supposed to be like Mr. Charisma over here?" and he says that he's a sprinter. He's best during high-speed bursts of wit. 
Uh, even though Britta finds Shirley very easy to talk to. Uh, we also, at this point, as they're kind of walking through the quad, we get our first glimpse of Vaughn, the local hacky sack playing hippie, mm-hmm. played by Eric Christian Olsen. A treasure. A treasure. Um, I believe he's on NCIS now. He he is known for NCIS LA and for a role in Not Another Teen Movie. Neat. Uh, his home. I've t- seen neither. His I've seen Not Another Teen Movie. It's it's fun for what it is. Fair um, enough. And uh, he is also a native of Eugene, Oregon, a place where you Neat. lived for many I, years. I did live there for two. Yes. Uh, two is many in That's my true. book. It's it's one a zero one many. I understand. And now you know more about Eric Christian Olsen than you ever wanted to know. Well, I don't know. Unless you... People probably want to know more about him. He's on NCIS LA. Well, they should be listening to the NCIS LA podcast if they really want to get to know him. Well, don't tell them to stop listening to this one. We need all the listeners we can get, Ben. Ben, please don't... Please don't do that again. We we love you. Don't don't go. Don't go to the... What? Cue that up next, please. Good morning, NCISLA. They ripped off her name. <laughs> yeah, they ripped off a lot of things, including Ben's voice. Um, I'm just I'm listening to it now. And they're talking about how much pasta they eat. They're just ripping off the whole thing. It feels like they just kind of took our episode and uh, put in NCISLA instead of Greendale, and then just released it. Wow, wild. Good morning, NCIS, with Ken and. Uh, bike. <laughs> <laughs> He's he yeah, loves he loves biking so much. He, I just I, I named myself after a bike, and he is also a Jaguars fan. That's weird, huh? Yeah, this well, is. I haven't even brought it up on this podcast yet. I don't think. <laughs> Anyways, but now it's been. I am a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, indeed. Britta says that she is very glad that Jeff is no longer trying to hit on her. Um, right after Jeff is like, see, we had this whole conversation and we didn't even have an awkward pause, mm-hmm. but then that comment, awkward pause. It's a very awkward pause, but he points it out, which makes it more awkward. Later on in the cafeteria, Annie is interested in doing a special psych lab with Professor Duncan. I believe it's the, it's only for second years. Right. But she manages to... Uh, convince him by saying that she was 4.0 student. She's sure. she's really studious, and the only reason she's at a crummy community college is because of a little addiction to pills um, that she thought would really help her out, but really it just caused her to lose her scholarship and her virginity. Uh, Duncan misinterprets this as uh, wanting to being hit on by Annie and classic Duncan. Classic Duncan. Uh, she he does say that she's an eight, which is like an English ten. I have so many thoughts on, Go on this, and I don't know if I can put any of them into words. <laughs> Which is a bad thing, because this is a podcast where we talk in words, unless you would like to do interpretive moaning. Oh, what? <laughs> like a groan moan kind of situation where you're like a ghost, and you're interpreting your feelings through, through groaning like ghosts. My girlfriend is giving us weird looks from the other room. And you never heard of interpretive moaning? So no, I just <laughs> <laughs> Or have you found words for them? I mean, it's just classic Duncan saying, classic you know, Duncan. really crappy things. Um <laughs> He loves chalupas. And uh he says, All right, well, tell you what, um you can join. You need to bring two human subjects, and it also would help if you could maybe loan me a fiver, because I forgot my uh wallet in the and he lists a bunch of britishisms yeah like like uh in the boot of his lorry and it would not hurt your chances one bit if you could lend me a fiver i seem to have left my purse in my duffel and my duffel in the boot of my lorry so meanwhile britta is also in the cafeteria she is hanging out with vaughn at the little coffee mm-hmm. corner and she is just laughing at whatever Vaughn is saying. I do want to point out that Vaughn doesn't know how to sit on things that are sittable. First of all, he is sitting on the counter yes. at the coffee stand, mm-hmm. which at minimum has to violate some sort of health code. Oh, absolutely. 
it's also just rude to yeah. the barista. And anybody that wants coffee. He's in the way. Pierce, at this point, walks up and he has brought his mail to open. Mm-hmm. Which surely is like, you brought your mail to campus. Yeah, why not? Well, uh, Pierce had gotten something express sent to him uh, overnight. So they had to get it to him quickly. And he got some ear inoculars. You know, it's for spies and whatnot. Gives you sonic hearing. Abed rightly points out all hearing is sonic. I do love Abed. He's great. Abed is fantastic. We love Abed on this show. So we are pro Abed. We're saying it here. Season one, episode four. Pro Abed. We're planting our flag in the ground. I'm pro surprised, Abed. I'm surprised it took this long. I did say that uh, Pier, uh, Annie walks up and tries to get some people into her her um uh, her the the uh, lab uh-huh. for the experiment and Pierce for a moment becomes Pad Parasha from Steven Universe of saying something that somebody has already said in the past. That, okay, it's a weird poll. I love Steven Universe. <laughs> I don't know how weird it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird poll because that's not where my mind immediately went to. <laughs> where did but... your mind immediately go to when he basically repeated Annie? A guy who is using earnoculars and thinks that he is hearing Annie from really, really far away. Ugh, what a wild thought. Who who would make that connection to what we saw in the show? I know, I'm a fool. So <laughs> Annie asks if people will be in the psych experiment. She asks Troy, and he's just like, and she points out, you know, you'll be paid for it and everything. Sure. Troy says... Do they do stuff to your butt? No. Do you get paid more if they do stuff to your butt? No. It's fine. I'll do it. I'm in. Yeah, he looks a little disappointed. He wanted some butt stuff. You know what? If that's what you want, my man. He is just... But in a scientific setting only. How many shows in existence Uh have indicated a preference for butt stuff... Four episodes into the series. I'm going to say that's a small number. (laughs) I feel very confident in saying it's a small number. I am not confident saying one. Is there a Wikipedia article titled fictional characters who are into butt stuff? I'm also going, I feel pretty confident in no at time of recording. I feel very confident of yes in about five minutes when you, once you create it. Let me open up a private tab here. <laughs> you can't have anybody knowing about this one. Oh, yeah. No, this one. That we're recording on a podcast this right one, now. If Google wants this in the search history, they've got to listen to this podcast. Ooh. Listen to that, Google. They, they, I mean, they are on Google Play. So, you know, we're, we're you can download us there. Who are into butt stuff. Okay. Uh, there is. Oh, no. A very weird. Oh no, Ben! What have you done? I've I confused Google is what I did. Uh, it's got a couple of. Um, how could you do this? How have you done how, this magic? How have you done it? Uh, it's got a reductress article called "Books to Keep on Your Shelf That Let Him Know You're Into Butt Stuff." Sure, sure, not what we're looking for, but makes sense. There's a TV tropes listing what? for. Ass shove, <laughs> which it <laughs> which it defines simply uh, it, it it defines as quite simply this trope covers the act of putting something into or pulling something out of a character's rectum or alternatively merely implying the act. Well, I think I think that I that exists. I don't think the Wikipedia version of that article exists. Yet. So well, again, I believe you're going to make it within by the time this podcast is completed. Annie also asks Abed if he wants to do this. Um he does not immediately jump to the butt stuff, surprisingly. Uh, he also isn't he he he's got tickets tomorrow for all four Indiana Jones movies. He's so excited he bought a whip. Mm-hmm. I mean he's really excited for the first three. Well, sure. Uh Annie Annie convinces him that they're really good friends, and he's like, We're good friends? Okay, I'm in. Well, he specifically... I know, I didn't write down the Friends references. He specific, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> is that... Which, is which that, one of us <laughs> is the Abed in this relationship? Because it is very clearly me. 
Am I going to need to... Are we going to put a Patreon exclusive so that I can watch the entirety of Friends? It's going to be more than Titanic. I can guarantee you that. I don't even know where you stream it anymore. It's off Netflix, right? I'm not going to do that unless we get enough money on Patreon where we can both quit our day jobs, my dude. You cannot pay me enough. (laughs) So... I loved I loved the the seriousness in your eyes when you said that is my favorite part. Abed says, I figured we were more like Chandler and Phoebe. They never really had stories together, which I feel like is a very good trope where like two characters in in a sitcom just don't tend to have a lot of stories together. Sure. You have George and Elaine and Seinfeld. You've got phoebe and chandler and friends i guess sure you've got who was it in how i met your mother there's like a very specific point where i think lily and robin don't hang out i thought they no marshall and robin yes marshall and robin don't hang out like to the point where they're like why does this never happen so they they put a a lampshade on it so yeah it's good good trope but uh even better if you subvert it Abed says yes, and uh, Annie says, uh, "Oh, you're great." And she and Abed replies, "Thanks, Chandler," implying he's the Phoebe. As somebody that's not watched Friends, I don't get the reference. Well, there's like she, Phoebe was the one that sang "Smelly Cat" and was weird, right? Yes. No, that tracks. So um, at that point, Jeff decides he's going to step into this conversation with Britta and Vaughn. To save Britta from Vaughn, mm-hmm. because as Shirley puts it, he's trying to handsome her to death. He's an attractive dude. Mm-hmm. He's a hippie, but he's an attractive dude. Hippies can be attractive. It's true. They do rip on him for being a hippie for a long time, but that's later in the episode. Uh, he's talking about how he made the switch to green tea um, because it's got like antioxidants and stuff Mm -hmm. and then he describes green tea as it's pretty tight (laughs) i believe jeff uh gives it gives him that is like i've i've heard that yes yes i Um, what what would you say is the tightest of drinks if someone if the drink that if someone handed you okay a drink uh while you're you know at home because sure. you did not go out to the bar as is your legend right uh somebody hands you a drink and you're like oh man that's tight okay so this is different for so this is a very personal question you've asked me not a general <laughs> because i think we can both agree that the tightest beverage is monster energy drink because people will respond with oh tight a monster uh with that okay however for me specifically it is not monster energy drink i do not want them please do not give them to me I would like a nice uh, 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 Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. is, that's tight. It's okay. tight. I, I, I get, uh, <laughs> if 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 uh, Stacy pours me a glass of it, it's like, tight, nice. And I'm going to have some good Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. All right. That's not the, that's or, not. Or a Dr. Pepper. Okay. I, I am a man of different uh, poles. All right. I'm willing to accept your answer. Um, and next time uh, you are drinking a Sauvignon Blanc, I expect you to be like, I'm going to, it's tight. I'm going to text you directly. It's like <laughs> having a Sauvignon Blanc. What a tight experience. And then take a selfie. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do it for the vine. Um, Do it for the TikTok, which I've accidentally gotten into. I've not made any videos yet, but who knows if I will. I probably won't, but maybe I will. Later on at the psych lab, uh, all of the subjects are waiting for the experiment. Uh, Professor Duncan is outlining the way this experiment is going to go Mm. and the hypothesis behind it. So he explains that um, basically, in layman's terms, if you just keep people waiting around, they're going to freak out. Uh, I think he says... The more control lost by the ego, the Mm -hmm. more gained by the id, which leads to an emotional eruption or the breaking point. I do like the fact that he refers to it as surprisingly predictable. He he explains all of this and then he has Annie go tell everyone that it's going to start in five minutes, but it's not actually going to start ever. 
And then she does one of my favorite gifts of all time. It's a very good GIF. Where... Welcome to GIF That Corner. I, first of all, I like how I'm saying, like, she does the GIF, which is really just... <laughs> this she is does where the that, thing that the GIF came from. Right. This is where it originates. So, uh... She has this big smile on her face, and then she, like, brings her hand over it and just immediately is a frown. Like, wipes it off as it's, a joke. Yeah, it's very good. I have tried doing that. It's hard. Even, even before I watched this show, because, sure. I've you know, it's been a thing. Yeah, it's she been didn't, a thing. This is not an Annie Edison original. So, But she's good at it. So, yeah, I've, I've tried to do it, and it's, it's real hard, because, like, you got to get that timing. Yeah. Exact, see, I'll be, like... Oh, I saw your face move. Right, right. You see my face move. You you can't do that. And she nails it. It's so good. I how many takes do you think it took her? I would say three. Okay. What was wrong with the first two? Um so the second one, uh, she definitely you could see her move because uh, she's overcompensating because she screwed up the first one. Okay, sure. Um, How did she screw up the first one? Then? The first one, she laughed uh, while trying to do That's it. That's fair. But once you break, it's it takes a long time for you to get back from breaking on, on set. Right. So that, so that's, that must that's have my just stopped guess. production entirely for at least an hour. But maybe Allison Brie is just an expert at it, and she can do this on command at all times. Allison Brie, come on the podcast. Yeah, come talk to us about community. That'd be great. Or Mad Men, you know, or mix it up a bit. Or uh, Glow, that would work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or the independent film Save the Date, starring you and Lizzie Kaplan, who I also adore. So sure. bring her along yeah. too. We'll this have- is now a podcast about this one very specific indie movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, it's going to be real weird for you then. Um, it'll it'll be like like we're doing a rewatch. Uh, of a show that Mike's never seen. So he's coming for the first time. Annie goes into the room and Senor Cheng is there, mm-hmm. uh, to which she's very surprised. And he just says, what? Spanish teacher can't use 80 bucks? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm with Senor Chang. However, where I'm not with Senor Chang is that when Annie says that it'll, they're running a little late and it'll be five minutes, he breaks. He is immediately like, no! unacceptable all right you lie to me when you say something starts at nine it starts at nueve like he is freaking uh-huh. out he throws a chair over five minutes and once again ken jong is just a so treasure. good he is he does good freakouts. i you know i think he's i think they know he does because guess what he does in community a lot we need to get we we have this actor who does freakouts so good. We need to have his character freak out at every opportunity. <laughs> I mean, they basically do. When you've got the talent, you know, and you know what your talent's good at, it's you, true. you utilize that talent. That's what good filmmaking is all about. It's true. Um, we go to Jeff walking to class, and he sees Shirley behind him. He goes to ch- tie his shoe to avoid her inst- instead of walking together. But uh, she's still there when he turns back. Yep, And she's like, hey, did you realize that like we go the same way after class every day? Uh, I'm sure you didn't because otherwise you'd be a jerk. I I believe she does it. Just kidding. But she's not kidding. Uh huh. She has that way of being like, just kidding. And you're like, oh, no, you're not kidding. Yeah, there's no joke here. So they have some awkward stops and starts as they start a conversation. And then they finally fight a cadence when uh, they start making fun of Pierce together. Yeah, my note says it's immediately awkward. And yeah. as someone who finds himself in this situation a lot, where I'm like, hi, cool. So we have not a lot in common, or I don't know you, because I'm also mm-hmm. an introvert, even though that's not part of my legend. My legend is right. the pasta thing. I mean, the pasta thing kind of suggests... <laughs> You don't eat pasta alone straight out of the fridge because you're an extrovert. Yeah, you you take that out of the fridge and show, hey, look, everybody, I'm going to eat this pasta. You have a pasta party. Yeah, um, exactly. You have leftover pasta parties. But then, yes, they start making fun of Pierce and his um, ear inoculars. Like, yeah, he looks like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> and I believe Jeff says, go, go. 
gadget incontinence, which is a good one. The it's a good one. Second least good inspector gadget gadget. Wait, what's number one? The ding dong. <laughs> the way you, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> Just, just giving you notes on how you're 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 delivering these lines, but that was good. Um, just the, the, the ding dong. So, uh, you you would think it would be good. Surprisingly, not. Um, I don't want to. Surprisingly talk more about- predictable. Oh, so they also badmouth Vaughn quite a bit because he's just a weird hippie mm-hmm. that you know Britta's into for some reason, and his hair is perpetually moist. Which is a weird... It's a weird insult. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if it's an insult. (laughs) It's intended to be. Back in the psych lab, they are reviewing the tape up till this point. It's been three hours. Um, And uh, because they've got... We didn't mention it before, but they've got a whole like video system Mm -hmm. set up. So they can see into the the Mm -hmm. room that the subjects are in. So they're reviewing the tape and everybody one by one is, is really losing it. They are jumping around and chasing each other around and throwing chairs and just Shouting, having stomping outlandish reactions. Mm-hmm. And Professor Duncan is being kind of a jerk the whole time because he's oh, like, yes. he's like, oh boy, yes. oh yep, you've got your your crazy shouter. Oh, we've we've got a loser. Like you know, he's making a generic whack job. Okay, bye, hippie. Uh-huh. You know, like like he's being a real big jerk here. Um, but now there are only two. Troy and Abed are left, and Troy is just barely holding on. Yeah, he's kind of rocking back and forth. He's looking up at the clock. He's like, he's really kind of losing it. And then he finally breaks in legitimately my favorite scene. And I think certainly this episode might be in a lot of episodes. Okay. It's so good. I love the way he he he's so physical with his, like, emotions it's he also screams <laughs> what are the awards i can't have forgotten the soul train awards were tonight or something yes it's it's so good and then the way he props himself on his arms and drags his <laughs> legs out and it's like there's so much dust in here is legitimately every time i see that i am cry laughing it is so good. I love I love his reaction to this. He also does He's a treasure. He yes. He also does say uh in a in a much more subdued voice, kind of crying as he leaves the room, uh again, crawling out with just his hands, mm. not even using his legs. Just letting them drag. Uh he does say you promised butt stuff. Which is not true. Which is explicitly not true. <laughs> But but stuff was categorically rejected. rejected. And yet he still had it in his mind that he, he was there was gonna be butt stuff. I mean, you hear experiment, it's all about that it's, butt stuff. You gotta you just when you're thinking about science, you just gotta get up on in there. Go go gadget butt stuff. <laughs> oh I'm no <laughs> Sarah is giving me a look yeah, from I think, the living room. I think she's right. I think you're right, Sarah. I call him like I see him. So, wow. Uh, back on the quad, Jeff is sitting with Shirley and he's like, "Man, I'm I'm just so glad to have somebody to talk to about this because like, you know, I can't talk to Britta about it because she thinks I'm just going to be, you know, jealous or petty or whatever, mm-hmm. which really he's jealous and petty. So, you know, she would not be wrong about that. Call a spade a spade. Uh, Shirley doesn't understand why they're not already together. They're two white people going to school together. It just works. It just seems right. It just seems right, which is a very interesting <laughs> reversal of what the stereotypical thing you would probably hear. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever watched TV with white people in it? They're just like, yes, I have. There's hey, a lot of that. We're, unfortunately, We're going to school together. We're cute. Usually you get a couple of seasons of like, will they, won't they? Right. But, you know, eventually they hook up. So, you know, if that's the only, you know, white TV that you know, because it's the only white TV that exists. Pretty much. 
then like, yeah, you're going to be like, of course, of course, the two cute white kids going to school together. Of course, they're going to get together. It just seems right. Makes sense. It all, it all tracks as far as it I'm concerned. It all tracks. Although Jeff does say, we're not pandas at a zoo. Yeah, I mean, kind of. So, I mean, you are on a television show, my man, and this show will get meta on me, so I can do that. Uh, but also at that point, they see Britta making out with Vaughn. Going just, to town. He is lying down in the grass, and she is just smooching him. You, you know, you just got to get a taste. Uh-huh. I was about to say some very gross things, and I'm going to not for the sake of the podcast and for the sake of not having Sarah stare at me again. Come on. You can edit it out for the podcast. She's making out with him like he's a baby bird and she's trying to feed him. So <laughs> please keep that in. <laughs> you know when you're not wrong is the best part. It is how they look. So <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Um, and you weren't going to say that on the podcast. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't expect it to sell as well as it did. It was um, so good. So uh, then Vaughn takes off his shirt. Yeah, because uh, as Shirley points out, he does that a lot. Oh, he does it a lot. Jeff kind of runs off to the vending machine. Mm-hmm. Britta catches up, and she says, "Look, I wanted to tell you." But I was worried you'd make fun of Vaughn, and I was worried that you would therefore also make fun of me. Right. And Jeff is like, no, because, like, we're friends now. Like, you know, we support each other. Friends do not make fun mm -hmm. of each other, even if they're being tackled by a hippie. And Vaughn seems cool. And she suggests you guys should hang out sometime, which is laughable. Sure, Because... No. It's one thing to be like... I'm I'm willing to acknowledge this hippie's right to exist, mm-hmm. but like Jeff is not the hanging out with hippies kind of type. No, certainly and we, not. We know that Jeff knows it. Britta knows it. You can tell in her delivery. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows it except for Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn doesn't really seem that observant to that kind of thing. Hmm. Um. Either way, uh, Britta does say that you know what you saw it there. It was tacky. You won't see it again. Later on. Jeff and Shirley are gossiping again because that's that's their whole basis of their new relationship. You got to get that hot goss. So the moment that Shirley starts talking about Vaughn, Jeff kind of balks and he is like, no, you know, I'm trying to be a good friend to Britta. And Shirley just can't help herself. She's like, oh, but. But I mean, did you see how tiny his nipples are? So tiny. And and Jeff legitimately runs away from her at this point. Mm-hmm. And we also see, importantly, Pierce kind of in the background at a distance mm-hmm. with his ear inocular in. Um, you always got to look in the background in community. You just got to. It's true. Things will happen there. There is, and I cannot spoil it yet, but there is a background joke in season three that is actually the reason I decided to give community a chance. The tiny nipples thing is always funny to me because, and I won't name names, but Ooh. I have a I have a friend who happens to have very tiny nipples. Uh-huh. And after this show sure. uh, came on yeah. um, and we, we as a friends group all got into it, the number of times everyone in our group, including his wife... Would just be like so tiny, just like all the oh, time. Man, that that's if he's so, not into it, that's funny. It's it's bad, but if he's into it, it's funny. I mean, he 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 was a little Could, aggravated at first, but like he he got into it. I mean, like his wife got made the jokes. That's hilarious. So because now my, now my wife every would time d- definitely make jokes like that at my expense. So. Now every time I see this episode. Um, I always think of your friend, think of my friend who shall not be named, um, because we don't out tiny nipple people on this podcast. We don't have a ton of principles, but that's one of them. You get to keep your tiny nips (laughs) under wraps. Back in the psych lab, Abed has been there sitting almost entirely still to the point that they're like, is the, is the monitor broken? Mm -hmm. 
He has been there for 26 hours. And he goes in and says, "The exper- sorry you've been sitting here for 26 hours. The experiment, we just still need to take a little time. It'll be in five minutes. And Abed's like, okay. And everybody looks totally disheveled. Um, Annie's hair is in like a really messy bun. They've clearly ordered Chinese food. Like everyone's just so exhausted, except for Abed, who is just sitting there fresh as yesterday. Like nothing happened. Like yep. he has not been sitting here for 26 straight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, people are getting up and leaving because they've got classes to go to. And surprisingly, Duncan is the one that has the surprisingly predictable emotional eruption. Yeah, it's a whole thing. He starts shouting at Abed through the monitor. Um, and he starts shouting at Annie for bringing mm-hmm. Abed. Um, uh, he, uh, he yells, yeah, subjects, not Rain Man. Right. So he is just not happy. And then uh, they argue back and forth and sling very like fourth grade level yeah. insults back at each other. Like Annie makes fun of his teeth, basically. Right. Because he's British. Yeah. Right. I mean, she he did call her an eight, which is a British 10 earlier. So, you know, I feel like. I feel like he opened that door. That's fair, but still, I mean, in in the heated environment of having sat in a room with 20, for twenty six hours waiting for somebody else to break, I can see why you would break. So he, after this little spat, he just starts jumping up and down and like hitting his hand on the monitor, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he's she, losing it he's, just like one of his test subjects. Yeah, he's following the Duncan principle, and everyone starts to write this down, and they're like, "Stop writing! Stop writing! Get out of here!" says you have destroyed the duncan principle which i would argue that's not the case because everything is just statistical and abed's allowed to be an outlier yeah and also duncan is following the duncan principle exactly so you know duncan is wrong here (laughs) i'm gonna say that right now such a such a brave take but you're so right um, yeah. What's that gif? Why would you say something so brave yet uh, so controversial, controversial yet so brave? Yeah, exactly. Um, the Eric Andre show. Uh, yeah, Annie opens the door. And is like, go home. And he's like, okay, see ya. Mm-hmm. And just walks off. Later on in the cafeteria, Vaughn and Britta and Jeff are all hanging out, just as Britta suggested. I will point out that Vaughn is sitting on the back of a bench. He, you, you're right. He does not know how to sit on things. He does not know how to sit on things the way they were meant to be sat on. They designed these for a reason, Vaughn. He can sit on counters. He can sit on the top of benches, or he can lie down on the grass and be made out with like a baby bird. <laughs> I love the fact that now that you've done that, you have to keep the previous thing in. Oh yeah, no, I'm all in at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just. It's perturbing because it, it like changes the way you have to shoot it. So. He's all up, and then Britta's in the corner of the shot. I, I know, I, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm getting like frustrated at Vaughn, but seats are built like don't sit on an armrest. Like get in the seat. There's a seat area. This is where your butt goes. Vaughn is talking about how he likes to help his community, so like he does ultimate frisbee for the seniors at the senior center. Mm-hmm. And Jeff says, "What makes it ultimate?" He's like. A lot of people ask me that question. If I had a nickel for every time, I wish somebody asked me that, is what he says, which is such a wild sentence. <laughs> Shirley comes up at that point, and she's, just, first of all, he uh, is Br- wearing... Brenda has gone to go get dessert, so... Ah, yes. So Which Vaughn has asked for a carrot for dessert, so... Well, you know, he is, I mean, that, that actually tracks, actually. <laughs> you don't get to be a buff hippie... Sure. ...without eating carrots for dessert i I will say that gave me a little bit of flashbacks when he's like carrots too i'll have a birthday cake shirley comes up and vaughn is wearing just a normal v-neck plain white t-shirt it's not a super deep v but it's a it's a not it's not a shallow v i'll put it that way and shirley says oh that's a cool shirt where's it from Vaughn's like, oh, I I actually don't know, and just whips it off. Because he is... He wants to be shirtless. Well, he wants to be shirtless, but also he is just so ready to 
believe this tale of like Shirley just being like, hey, that's a cool shirt. Like, I'm interested in in knowing where it's from when it is literally just a plain white V-neck t-shirt. It could be very comfortable. Maybe Shirley's interested in that comfort. Maybe. What anyway, she's actually interested in is his tiny nipples. And pointing them out to Jeff. He takes the shirt off, points out that it's Haynes classic. So, you know, nothing special. Don't at me, Haynes. So, <laughs> Shirley is standing behind we, him. We should get Haynes to advertise on the podcast. Do you need something to cover your tiny nipples? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shirley is standing behind Vaughn and, and kind of pinching her fingers together sure. to be... Like, like so tiny, just so like tiny. tiny nipples. I've said tiny nipples mm-hmm. so many at times since I believe this is, is when. Uh, so, uh, I, I was commuting with a friend of the podcast, Tema, and she's like, Oh, do you think he had prosthetic small nipples or just had small nipples himself? <laughs> Which is a question I didn't expect or anticipate, and I had no idea. I'm assuming they're real. I, so yeah, I don't think that he is shirtless in not another teen movie. Okay. I wonder if there's any shirtless scenes of him in NCIS oh, LA. There's got to be, right? Because like, that will determine whether or not they are his natural tiny nipples. It's true. We, there's only one way to find out, and that's to go watch the entirety of NCIS LA and start change his podcast into Good Morning NCIS LA. With Ken and Bike. <laughs> Who's also a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, surprisingly. Yes. Later on, uh, Jeff and Britta are studying Spanish. Uh, finally, it's the point of this whole study group. <laughs> Britta doesn't actually seem that interested in doing so because she's kind of trails off. It's like, we got to talk about Fawn. She's very clearly got him on the mind because sure. Jeff says, Adonde van ustedes los sabidos? And she says, Domingo. And so he points out that he was asking, where do we go on Saturdays? And you said Sundays. I wouldn't go to Sunday if I were uh, on Saturday. Technically, Saturdays always go to Sunday. But, you know, that's beside the point. Well, I wouldn't. I Like, I guess going to sleep means you're going to Sunday to the <laughs> next day. But I, I I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that. Where instead of being like, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to be like, no, oh, I'm going to Wednesday. I'm skipping this cutscene. <laughs> like uh oh <clears throat> oh you look you look tired hon you uh you, you want to go to the next day you going to friday all right cool <laughs> okay i kind of <laughs> love that to be honest <laughs> mm-hmm. it's i'm gonna do it now yeah. it's gonna be my thing time to go to wednesday <laughs> but yes britta is immediately like okay well we need to talk about Vaughn. I think he's taking things too seriously. He's like always, you know, calling me babe and, and whatever, you know, he just, he says stuff after and Jeff's like school dinner mitts after not having sex. So yes, she's very obviously talking about, yeah, he doesn't want to, he wants plausible deniability, right? Vaughn did give her something. Herpes? N- no, a poem. Jeff takes a look at this. She hands Jeff the poem, and mm-hmm. he immediately is like, oh, I think I'm getting a text. And he pulls out his phone and is very obviously taking a photo of this poem. Incredibly obviously. It is surprising me Britta didn't notice at all. Well, she's looking off into the middle distance. Like, she's got Vaughn on the brain. Sure, but the moment Jeff, of all people, brings out a phone, you need to be like... What is what is he doing? No, because see, they're friends now, so she can care. she can trust him. She believes, and she's wrong in with, this case. <laughs> well, also with such a, something so easily made fun of, like this poem, you gotta know. You gotta know. Well, we do gotta know because out on the quad, Jeff is reading this poem to Shirley. It's the, pretty bad. The poem, at least part of this poem, goes. Did you ever notice where the ocean meets the sky? Did ya? It's the same wizard blue that I see in your eye, Britta. <laughs> I do. I, the, 
I believe it is Shirley that points out Wizard Blue, but she is absolutely right. That is such a wild thing to put in a poem. But I also love the idea of Wizard Blue. Yes. I love it. It's great. If I get a chance to name a crayon, I'm going to... Wizard Blue. Wizard Blue. Exactly. There's also a teardrop on the word rad. Hmm. I mean, he was very moved. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're just feeling so rad. Uh, you know, you've, you've, you've had some green tea and it was just so tight mm-hmm. and you're writing a poem to your best gal. Mm-hmm. Wait, that sounds like he's, <laughs> yeah, he's from the 50s. You went to the 50s. No, come I back. I went, went too far back. Bring it back to the 60s. You're writing a poem to your groovy lady. There it is. <laughs> and then that combination of the, the tight green tea and the grooviness of your lady just overcomes you with her wizard blue eyes. Oh, man. And then that single tear rolls down your cheek and just hits the word rad. Is there anything ever so poetic? Yeah, there are more things that are more poetic, but whatever. Uh, Pierce hears all this with his ear inoculars. I will say for a crappy thing that he ordered from who knows where, they seem to work pretty decently. They do. It's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. In the study room, uh, Annie's like, uh, comes in and Troy's like, I'm sorry I bailed on the psych experiment. And Annie's like, that was the psych experiment. She also she also is like, Abed, why did you sit in a room for 26 straight hours? Yeah. Initially, he's like, yeah, I was upset. I was livid. And she's like, why didn't you leave? I, I didn't leave because you asked me to stay. And you said that we were friends. And suddenly, Annie is a lot less mad because she knows she yeah. screwed up. Yeah. it's Guilt is the, the word now. It's the emotion. The surprise, the predictably uh, surprising emotion. Jeff and Shirley come into the room, followed shortly by Pierce. Pierce announces, "You better watch out because they're making fun of us all behind their backs. They think we don't know, but you know, always calling me hacky sack and ripping my six pack abs and moist hair, and you know, yeah." Uh, Troy thinks this is part of the. We're still in the experiment. I mean, yes. If <laughs> if. Chevy Chase walks into the room and starts talking about how he's got six pack abs and moist hair. You better be like, yeah, I'm in some sort of experiment or some Ashton Kutcher pranked, punked, whatever it was type show. I like how you went for punked and I was going to candid camera. (laughs) I'm the old man, apparently, that still remembers candid camera. Jeff says, no, we're talking about Vaughn. So they start talking about Vaughn. Uh, they, Jeff, they even, rip it on him, yeah. Jeff even hands over this printed out copy of the poem. I thought it was Shirley that did that. Cause Ch- Jeff is trying to get her to stop. Oh yes. Yes. You're right. Um, also Troy has no idea who this person is. Britta and Vaughn come in at this point and Vaughn notices that they have a copy of his poem and he announces that this is the least tight thing that has ever happened to me. And he storms out. The least tight thing that has ever happened to him (laughs) it's very loose um britta's like i can't believe you jeff and shirley's like i mean really oh Uh, yeah no she throws him under the bus absolutely immediately and then we're uh, learning a lot about shirley in this episode we learned a lot about shirley in this episode and i i i like the fact that she gets some some good personality in this one oh yeah i feel like she gets a good amount of it Positive, negative, that's a different discussion. I feel like a lot of shows with this many main characters, I feel like most shows, we wouldn't get any real Shirley characterization for until like maybe the mid-season break. But, you know, Community, just episode four, boom, here's Shirley. Yeah, basically, it. it does feel like they're going one by one of like, okay, now we got to talk about Shirley. Okay, here's Abed, here's Troy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue to do that uh, for the next few episodes, by the way. Because, like, there's seven main characters in this. Look at that. Weird. Uh, so Jeff is leaving, and Shirley's like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And 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 Jeff realizes his life is like Degrassi High. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch Degrassi? No. Neither did I. I have but no follow-up. I know that Drake was uh, in a wheelchair in that show, I believe. I vaguely know who Drake is. All right. Nailed it. So he's the guy that did the hotline bling. Excellent. I'm vaguely aware of what hotline bling is. Pierce also notes with his ear inoculars that Vaughn is in the other room and now he's crying. Oh, yeah. 
And now be- he's but that's before everybody stormed out. And now he's barking. So, you know, he's just hearing whatever yeah, and assuming it's, not it's Vaughn. Good quality. <laughs> Shirley says that she's a pot stirrer. She can't help it. Uh she's already been kicked out of one study group uh because and she points to some other group of women. Mm-hmm. Um she's like, Yeah, I was with their study group and they kicked me out after they called me Tatalina. It's a bumblebee nickname. It's cute, but it stings. I love that turn of phrase. It's so good. It's very good. A bumblebee nickname. Oh, I love it so much. In and of itself, it's a cute phrase. Exactly. Oh, it's so good. I love that concept. Um, I would hate it if I had one, but that's fine. Jeff says, well, no, we can just just talk like normal people. And she's, with a lot of self-awareness, she is like, I mean, what are we going to talk about? My kids? Your doctor career? I was a lawyer. See, I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they kind of decide that, well, we'll always have tiny <laughs> nipples. Uh, that's so great. <laughs> if you have one thing, at least make it tiny nipples. I, I mean, everyone can just come together over tiny nipples. I love this show because this is what we get to talk about. <laughs> Shirley does have one last piece of gossip for Jeff. Um, she tells Jeff that Britta had a sex dream about Jeff, but then she won't give any additional details despite Jeff's insistence. Yeah, he's she's running away and he's just telling details. I mean, I would want to know those details too. Yeah, I gotta I, get I those good lie. deets. I gotta get the deets. I got to. I got to. You cannot. It's tantalizing. Back at the cafeteria, Annie apologizes to Abed by giving him a gift of the first three Indiana Jones movies, not the fourth one, because, and they say in unison, the The fourth fourth one blows. Jeff is apologizing to Britta. This is where people come to apologize in Greendale, apparently. I mean, there's a lot of places to apologize in Greendale because there's a lot of things to apologize for. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, Jeff is apologizing to Britta. But Britta announces that Vaughn broke up with her. Jeff says he couldn't handle just being one of the girls. Oh, yeah. Britta's also understandably pissed because joke Jeff broke her trust and that he sucks. He wants a spot in fr- of friendship between total stranger and having to hear about the guys that she dates. Uh, they do agree on the friend level where he occasionally has to cat sit. Then he brings up the naked dream. Mm-hmm. She's like, surely. And then Jeff's like, I know she's a potster. Back out on the quad. We see Vaughn and he's doing some hacky sack with the guys. But he's missing. The, he's- the guy who, who plays Badger in mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, whose name I've already forgotten. Sorry, guy who plays Badger. <laughs> uh, he was he's, a- but he's back. Yeah, but he's one of the hacky sackers. He, he hangs out with Vaughn, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never noticed that he comes back because I never noticed it was the guy from Breaking Bad until I've been watching Breaking Bad. Sure. I do like the fact that Vaughn misses a hacky sack and Badger from Breaking Bad says, no worries. And Vaughn's like, some worries. And it just breaks the mind. Uh-huh. There are, there are some worries. Ugh. Shirley and Britta are now kind of gossiping to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they they kind of giggling about something and they pass Jeff right on by. Sure. Um, uh, Jeff runs to Pierce to get his ear inoculars, but Pierce got rid of them. And a very... Um, Pierce kind of has these moments sometimes where he says things that are surprisingly profound. Mm. It's almost like he has brief moments of clarity. Mm-hmm. But he says... There are certain things men are not meant to hear. We're designed to hear only in about this range. And he kind of motions kind of in the the general vicinity. right? Because uh, you know who's talking to us in this range? The people we love. Uh, Jeff takes a few minutes to kind of think about it. And it's like, oh, he must have heard, heard us calling him Inspector Gadget. It's legit. Mm-hmm. So then we get the closing credits with the t- the tag is that what they were calling i believe it? that's what it is i that's what i'm calling it at least troy and abed are making fun of people behind uh, a window in mm-hmm. the library um making up fake voices some kind of offensive yeah voices. real bad um he calls one of them uh, saddam hussein yeah um they do a, a rasta voice they there are some choices being made by troy and abed 
It's a whole thing. And then they make fun of Jeff for being 40. And he's like, hey, I'm not 40. Also, I can hear you through the window. And they're like, pretend like you're... you're, you're, uh-huh. like you're yeah, sleeping. all the people they were making fun of just kind of nod. Like, yeah, man, like we can we can hear you. We've heard everything you just said about us. And then, yeah, they pretend to go to sleep. And then that's the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for... Great. Look, it's going to be good because the Donald Glover, like the freak out scene is so <laughs> good. It, ra- it like, regardless of the rest of the quality of the show, it raises it. Would you say that one scene is tight? I would say it's the tightest. It's so good. That scene by itself gets an A plus for scenes. Um, no, I, I think this is a really good characterization episode of Shirley. You get more of more of who she really is on a day to day level. Like you get you got a lot of her like life of, you know, having kids and, you know, having uh, the husband of 15 years walk out on her and things like that. And, you know, uh, uh, being seeing what she's like on a day to day basis instead of that's nice or that's not nice and stuff like that, that digs into a little deeper onto who how she reacts to things. I found it very interesting. And I always do actually. Um, I, I love the subplot of the Duncan principle. Um, but I also like that it gets to a very emotional thing for Abed. And in the early stuff, the Abed emotional stuff is, you know, subdued, not subdued, but it's hard to find. And I think that it's really, it really hits a good note here for that. And I think everything just kind of works. We don't get a lot of Pierce and that's probably a good thing. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a it's a, a, a certainly a well made episode. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to give an A minus. I would probably agree with that assessment. Um, it's a good solid episode. Um, I like Vaughn as a character because we sort of start to get to see this weird like the the study group is kind of mean to. Yes everybody not in the study group and we start to really see this with Vaughn right because obviously I mean Britta's really into him but everyone else is just constantly making fun of him and also Vaughn is fun like uh, a thing that we sort of we we didn't mention is that when they're making fun of him they point out that he always says three greetings and the number of times I'm like hey hi what's up like I do that, not always, but I'll do that in my day to day sometimes sure, yeah. because I'm channeling my inner Vaughn. Mm-hmm. I want sometimes to be, you got you to be the inner Vaughn. I want to be rad. I want to be. I want even tinier nipples. I want. Uh, <laughs> I want to just whip my shirt off in the middle of the cafeteria. Sometimes you just gotta. You know, I want to just sit back and enjoy how tight green tea really is. It's so tight. So tight. So tight. Um, It's so tight, I have to yell about it. So yeah, I think it is a very good episode. Community continues to be coming out of the gate very strong. Yeah. Um, And I think it's, again, because it has such a good sense mm -hmm. of the characters it has. And I'm trying to grade all of these as sort of a... On on a spectrum of community rather than on just television itself. But it's honestly hard to give these opening episodes anything less than like a b right because they do come out really strong like we don't have to spend a lot of time well we do spend a lot of time building up the setting and the characters but they do it so well that it's interesting right and so yeah i would say um probably an a minus maybe b plus somewhere in there it's right on that line for me um but yeah, it's, it's really good. So yeah. Um, anyways, we would like to know what you think about this episode of community about tiny nipples, tiny nipples, um, about being fed like a mama bird. <laughs> uh, no, we want to know what you think about making out. Oh, I'm like sorry. you're being fed like a mom, like a baby bird or just being fed like a baby bird. Or any of the other things that, what is your constellation? What is, what, if you had a legend that, that lived through the ages as a constellation, what is your legacy? Is it more interesting than mine, which is an introvert? 
is it less interesting than Ben's, which is clearly the most interesting one we could do, where Ben <laughs> just eats pasta. Uh, we want to know all these things and more. You can do that by contacting us. Um, we've got a lot of ways to do that. They're all on goodmorninggreendale.com. It's a good website. I just set up... Oh, I did a I did a website redesign. It looks good now. Um, <laughs> it looks good now. It's got... If you didn't see it before, trust us, it was bad. It's got our Twitter, which is at GoodGreendale. It's got our email, which is contact at GoodMorningGreendale.com. It's got a link to our Patreon. You know, we. I really need to add, we also have a fan group that originated with Back to the Futurama, uh, but our fan, super fan, Laura, put together a fan group for us. She's going to keep updating that. As we do that, just mm-hmm. look up League of Jeremy's. Uh, it's a Back to the Futurama fan group, but soon it will be a community fan group. So it'll be wonderful and it'll be fun on a bun. Check out all of that. And I think that is going to do it. I think we've for done now. a lot. Um, I'm going to go into the fridge and get some pasta as, oh. as, as foretold. And I'm going to go home and sit in my room as foretold. And until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you luck. luck.